It's been about six months since I started the Bells and Whistles Theater, which is kind of the creative home of this podcast now. It's where I release all the upcoming episodes, extra scenes, and standalone short stories. I'm working on my second short story now. And if you're curious about how things are going with the podcast, if I will keep podcasting, uh, and if I am able to survive as a creator, I have just published a free episode of my In the Wings Behind the Scenes podcast, where I discuss um, how I feel about the Bells and Whistles Theater in the Lesbian Romantic Podcast and its future right now. So if that interests you, go to patreon.com slash lesbianromantic and sign up for free, and you'll have access to that um, episode of my behind-the-scenes podcast. All right, let's get to this episode. It's the holiday season, all right. If you're in the mood for some extra time with Hannah, Millie, Lex, and Mary, you should check out the 12 Days of Romance series on the website. We have a few more days to go with an extra scene every day until Christmas Eve. All patrons have access, so if you want to join us, check lesbianromantic.com support. I have some more things to share, but let's get to the story first, shall we? Welcome to the Lesbian Romantic Podcast. This is Connection Revealed, Part 8. September 20th, 2063. Region 5 of the American Desert, New Mexico, North American Province. 4.15 p.m. local time. Jade closed the rugged box and double-checked if it was locked properly. The device wouldn't charge if it wasn't. She pushed herself up and looked around the platform. Becker had already gone downstairs, eager to take cover in the shadows. Jade couldn't blame her. It was scorching hot out here. She adjusted her glasses and took another moment to take in her surroundings. Jade didn't get to see the desert like this often anymore. She loved the atmosphere here. No matter where she looked, there was nothing but solar panels, rocks, and sand. The late afternoon sun gave everything a unique glow that was very different from the morning light. I miss you, Jade mumbled to the desert. I miss seeing you like this. She wetted her lips. The wind and dust made her face feel like sandpaper was being rubbed into it. She often wore a scarf for skin protection, but not today. Jade's throat tightened as she turned away from the desert and walked to the platform's edge. Turner? An annoyed voice sounded from below. Becker stood halfway up the stairs. The commander hadn't brought proper glasses and was holding her hand above her eyes, wincing. Who was reckless now? Jade thought. The sun could easily blind you. Coming, she yelled back. Jade took her time going down the stairs. Becker waited for her under the platform. 
Neither of them said another word while they returned to the pod. Becker hadn't offered to help Jade with any of her gear, but it wasn't that much to carry. Still, Jade took her time. Becker was already climbing inside the pod when Jade caught up with her. She was surprised to hear her companion breathing fast. She looked up and saw that Becker's face was glistening with sweat. The woman obviously wasn't used to the heat. How do you like this hot air oven? Jade joked as she slid the cases onto the floor of the pod. <sighs> the what? Becker asked, plopping down on the bench. Hot air oven, Jade grinned as she hopped inside and hit the button to close the door behind them. High temperatures detected, the pod announced. No kidding, pod, Jade said. She often talked back to the pod. She knew most people thought that was silly. Judging by the look she was getting from Becker now, the commander agreed with most people. Jade pulled off her glasses and wiped her forehead. I never need a facial, she commented, looking at her fingers covered in desert dust. What are you talking about? And what is a hot air oven? Becker asked, still sounding out of breath. The dust and the sand? Jade explained, pointing at her face. They're the best scrub you'll ever get. She sat down on the other bench. You should drink some water. Just don't drink too much at once. I'm fine, Becker said, resting her elbows on her knees. She didn't look fine at all. Jade grabbed two bottles of water enriched with electrolytes. She had stored 20 of them under each bench. She threw one in Becker's direction. Just a couple of sips to start with. Becker fumbled as she caught the bottle. Fuck, she cursed. A warning, please. Jade grinned at her. You really don't know what a hot air oven is? She asked as she opened her bottle and took a sip. Becker rolled her eyes and drank too. Back in the day, they were used for baking. Jade smiled. My parents still had one in the kitchen. It was ancient. We never used it, of course. But I played with it a couple of times. Becker wiped her forehead and cheeks. You played with it? Jade nodded, smiling at the memories. I placed little figurines in there and imagined they were people traveling in the desert. <laughs> what? Becker laughed just as she took another sip. She covered her mouth, but water still dripped down her chin. Jade laughed too. <laughs> I know it sounds a little creepy. A little? Becker chuckled and wiped her hand on her pants. Okay, more than a little, Jade grinned. She took off her protective shirt. It was still hotter than usual in the pod. It would be for a while. She was already sweating and didn't like the feel of the fabric sticking to her skin. That's better, she said and hung the shirt over the bench. It would be dry by the time they reached the next measurement station. Her tank top would do until then. The pod will remain hot for a while. It's better to acclimate slowly. You might have to take off your uniform. Not happening, Becker replied. The harshness in her voice was back. Jade gritted her teeth and put down her water bottle. Becker had been agreeable for a minute. It seemed the woman wasn't capable of being nice for one second longer. It was tiresome. I'm going to check if the travel plan changed. Jade said and walked to the driver's seat. 
We need to get going. I'll download the data once we're on our way to the second station. Can you send that data to my tablet? Becker asked, walking to the bench at the back of the pod. She was a bit wobbly. If she had been a nicer person, Jade would be worried. I don't think you can do anything with that data, Jade said as she shifted in her seat. Send it to me, Becker repeated. <sighs> Whatever, Jade sighed and focused on the control panel. September 20th, 2063. Region 5 of the American Desert, New Mexico, North American Province. 9.15 p.m. local time. Michelle tugged at her collar. It was soaked with sweat. Her shirt stuck to her back and even her socks felt soaked through and through. She couldn't remember being this uncomfortable in her uniform since basic training. Are you sure the AC is working? She asked, trying to sound casual. It is. It's just going slow to preserve battery, Turner answered without looking up from her tablet. It'll cool down after the sun has set anyway. Right, Michelle sighed. Another drop of sweat rolled down her cheek. Just get rid of those clothes, Turner mumbled. You'll feel much more comfortable. Michelle ignored her. There was no way she was taking off her uniform. She'd just have to sweat it out until it was dark. The thought of being stuck in these damp clothes until they returned to the base was disheartening. Turner looked so much more comfortable. The scientist had taken off her long-sleeved shirts, shoes, and socks. She sat in the front, her leg pulled up and the tablet resting on her knee. She'd sat like that for the last few hours, working. Michelle had caught herself staring a couple of times. Turner's arms were thin but muscular. The scientist's dark brown hair was still messy from the wind. Turner wasn't too bad looking, Michelle had decided. She pursed her lips and looked down at her screen. She had yet to get an update from Garcia. That was not unexpected. She imagined he had a million things to do to cover up his presence on the Fireblue network. Still, Michelle wished she would get some news. The closer they got to the border, the more exposed she felt. She was starting to second-guess her decision to join Turner on this mission. What if they were spotted by the rebels? Theoretically, there was no way for the rebels to know that she was on board at this pod. But what if they did find out? Would they treat her like any other officer of the global army? Or would there be instructions to capture her? Michelle waved at her screen and checked the latest drone surveillance reports. For now, no suspicious activity had been reported, but the drones would pick up less once it got dark. She'd feel much more comfortable once Garcia could spy on the Fireblue communications. Ah, oh, it's the same problem, Turner groaned. What? Michelle asked, pulled from her thoughts. The cells are no longer charging, Jade said and jumped up. She ran her hand through her hair. And I don't understand why. It's fucking frustrating. Are these the new or the old cells? Michelle said, joining Turner at the front of the pod. She looked at the tablet in Turner's hand. Let me see. 
Turner lifted the tablet and pointed. These are the old cells. They're behaving the same way as the ones at the measurement station near the base. The newer cells haven't completely stopped charging yet, but they will soon. Michelle grabbed the tablet to get a better look, but Turner didn't let go. Their gazes met, and Michelle was lost in big brown eyes for just a millisecond. Can I look? She asked, tugging at the tablet. Turner's eyes narrowed. I sent you this data. Seriously? Just give the damn tablet for a moment, Michelle insisted, still holding Turner's gaze. The scientist finally caved and let go of the device. It took Michelle a few seconds to take in the different graphs. Those Bambi eyes with long eyelashes were hard to get out of her brain. It seems like the decline accelerated, she asked, frowning. Yes, the newer cells are deteriorating faster today, Turner nodded, her shoulder bumping into Michelle's. She pointed at one of the graphs on the screen. This is a projection of when they stop charging altogether. Michelle squinted at the tiny letters under the graph. Five days? She asked, alarmed. Yeah, Turner said. And that'll probably go down even more at this rate. Fuck, Michelle cursed. Turner took a step toward the middle of the pod, running a hand through her hair. If all the cells die, we'll have no way to power the base in just a couple of days. That leaves everyone on the base extremely vulnerable as soon as the backup batteries run out. Michelle watched Turner pace around the pod. The scientist's distress was palpable. It was hard to believe that this woman would care so much about the lives of a bunch of soldiers. I mean, they could still evacuate. Was Michelle missing something? She decided to ask. What am I missing here, Turner? Turner spun around. She visibly hesitated. It's just... Spit it out, Michelle encouraged her. I know it's probably a theory. I want to hear it anyway. What if... Turner said and rubbed her cheek. I'm still hopeful the other two stations will be different, but what if it's all the cells? What if this is happening everywhere? Everywhere? Michelle asked slowly, struggling to process... She took a step toward Turner. Everywhere, Turner replied. Every measurement station around the world. Her brown eyes were big and scared. Everywhere, Michelle repeated softly, eyes widening as she started to understand. A big thank you to all the supporters and patrons who helped make this episode possible. If you would like to give the podcast an extra boost to keep going in 2023, please consider becoming a patron or send a one-time gift to support the creation of the next episodes. Find out more at lesbianromantic.com support. You can also support the podcast by buying my first book on Amazon, of course. Connection Concealed, the first story of this series, Connection Revealed, is the sequel of Connection Concealed. Um, That book, Connection Concealed, is now available on your local Amazon store in paperback and Kindle edition. You can find all the links at lesbianromantic.com. 
thanks to the help and persistence of a listener, I found out there was a bug on the support page of the website. So if you've been trying to send some support, a gift, and you got an error, I am so sorry. That should be fixed now. Hey, I know the holidays can be a hard time. I hope these holidays are a good time for you, and I wish you lots of joy and hope. I am taking a short holiday break to enjoy these busy days with my family. It's kind of a mental health break, really. I'm pretty introverted, and while I love spending time with my loved ones, I need time to recharge afterward. That's why the next episode won't be released until January 7 for patrons, and January 10 for people listening through the general podcast feed. All right, that means that is all for 2022, people. What a year it has been. I've made a lot of important life decisions and changes this year. 2023 is going to be another important year for me and this podcast. I hope you'll join me again for lots of story time in the next year. It is always a privilege to spend time with you, and I very much look forward to it. See you in 2023. Bye.